soul into the everyday. Because margaritas and bachi are just as soulful as medis and self-care. We're your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. I want to shout out one of the posts. Yeah, let's do it. From our Facey group, because that's a new thing we're doing. So, shouting out Kirsty Taylor this week, George. What she, did Kirsty Taylor have to say? Well, she said this week's episode in capital letters, two exclamation marks. Wow. Followed by... I'm literally only 16 minutes in, hoping that she listened to the rest of the episode. <laughs> However, I dismiss my love of astrology, the moon cycles, and energetic healing as woo-woo all the time. As you ladies were talking about it, it stirred something inside me. My use of woo-woo is going to no longer be used to dismiss what I love, but to embrace it. Beautiful. That was the point of the whole episode. I'm so glad it landed I'm so Kirsten glad Taylor. It landed. And I don't think it was just cursed. I think, oh, sorry, Kirsten. Can I call you that? <laughs> We're friends now. Um. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. No. That got a few nods of approval in the group. And that's yeah. the point of the Facebook group, right? It's to engage in these conversations. So thanks, Kirst, for sharing. So good. She probably hates being called Kirst and now no. <laughs> name. Uh, isn't it funny when you get a nickname that you don't love? I've got a friend who's called Claire, and people call her Claire Bear. Because why do you do that? I mean, people just do it. Because she cannot stand it. I can understand if Me I was too. being called Claire Bear or Holly Dolly. Yeah. Is that what you used to get? No, Leah just calls me Holly Dolly. Oh. But that's because we grew up together. Yeah, it's kind of cute. It is. No, that is cute. I don't get anything weird like that. You don't that. get, like, Geordie... I mean, my brothers used to make up this song about putting me in a blender and making me into a banana smoothie because my name rhymes with banana. (laughs) Jordana Banana. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, no. Do you prefer Jord, Jords, Geordie, or J Money? It depends on the person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Geordie, it's so weird. I couldn't tell you. Like, it would be individual cases. Okay. Yeah. And it's, a, it, it's kind of like an energetic thing. Yeah. I find Jordana weird if it's not someone from work or, and when I say from work, like dealing with work clients, yeah. um, I actually feel weird if they don't call me Jordana. Mm. But then if a friend calls me Jordana, it feels so strange. I used to call you Jordana when we first started doing this. Yeah. You're like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know you as anything else. Yeah, it's so it's so weird, isn't it? And then I've got friends that have very short names, and so the only way to make them a nickname is to extend their name. Longer. Yeah, which I can always, be frustrating. Too. I always give people nicknames without their permission. Maybe I need to start asking permission I don't know. Do you think that's something you should do? Yes, I yeah, actually do. I do as well. People... It's so interesting, like, the subtlety of the the only real nicknames I get are holes, and it's like, is it a Z or an S, or hole. And that yeah. subtle difference, it, I actually feel the difference. If someone calls me hole, it's like, oh, you're really tight with me. If someone calls me holes, I was gonna it's say, more of a loose term. Because I call you hole. Yeah, you call me yeah. hole. Leah calls me hole. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's funny, you know, this comes up a lot um, with dating, because on an, on an app, say, not mm. so much in the flesh when you meet someone, but on an app... I have my full name, like not my full name. I have Jordana, but then they, because they know me as Jordana, that's how they've gotten used to me. They call me Jordana and I always find it really strange, like right? I'm in trouble. But at what point do you go, oh, call me Geordie or call me Jords or call me Jord? Yeah, that's I mean? such a good point. I'm yeah. trying to think who calls me Holly, but I don't think anyone actually is like Holly. Really? Yeah. It's either Hole Holes or I, 
Janelle calls me Azo and I don't like it. I That's haven't told him that. Terrible. That's terrible. It's a very, very masculine thing to do. Right? Yeah. My dad is Azo. I'm going to have that conversation actually. they are like, stop calling me Azo. Azo. <laughs> Uh, so what are we talking about in today's ep, George? Oh, so in today's ep, we're going to explore some of our favourite movies, yes. which I'm really excited about because I'm a bit of a movie buff and Holly is not I'm a bit not. of a movie buff. So no. it's going to be a good convo, I think. Um, then, of course, we're going to talk about our favourite recos for the week and Yay. we've got some really good ones this week. Some you've been asking about and some Holly and I went and experienced ourselves. Yes. So that's going to be really fun. And then um, our Teach Me Something New this week is actually, it's going to be about star signs again and astrology, but there's been so much conversation around it. Mm. We're actually going to talk a little bit about the compatibility of yes. different star signs yes. based on the elements and based on a few different things, actually. Um, and there's no right or wrong. We're just going to have a bit of fun with it. I'm so excited for the app, George. Yeah. And the reason that we want to talk about movies is because I've been staying with you. And George is a movie buff, guys. She has seen pretty much every movie, and I haven't. She One of the nights we came back after having a Negroni <laughs> together, and she's like, let's put on a rom-com. What's your favorite? And I was like, I don't really have one. And she's like, but what about something borrowed? <laughs> and I said, what's that? And she said, what the fuck? <laughs> I think it's not a common one. I think it's one of those ones that people are like, haven't seen. But for some reason, it just like resonates with me so much. It is such a good movie, George. I loved it. And honestly, guys, I was a little bit of a skeptic because this is what happens, George, when I watch movies. I fall asleep. Yeah. I could be at the movies or at home. You fall asleep at the movies? All the time. Oh it's my why god. I go. Oh my god. Yeah, the darkness and the yeah. like switching brain off. I fall asleep. So I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Like I fell asleep in Survivor last night. <gasps> we have to talk about Survivor. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Separately. But this movie kept me on the edge of my seat. I loved it. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, it's on Netflix if anyone wants to watch it. But it ba- basically, the premise of the film is that there's these two friends, one of them's getting married. The other one was friends with the groom before the bride was friends with the groom. They went to uni together. And it's just sort of this love triangle, but it's um, it's just done really well, isn't it? They're in love with each other. Yeah. Unrequited love cute. gets me every time. And then the other night, you were like, okay, well, we want to watch a New York-themed movie. Yeah, we want to watch a New York-themed movie because we're going to New York. Welcome to New York. <laughs> we are. We're making it happen. And what was the movie? I forget the name already. Oh, it's called Begin Again with Kira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. Oh my gosh, guys. If you love music and you love New York and you love Mark Ruffalo and Kira Knightley <laughs> and you haven't seen this movie. Oh, and James Corden. And James Corden. And Adam Levine. And how? <laughs> okay. How do you find out about movies? Because I had no idea that movie existed. I went to the movies. It, it was a few years ago now with some friends. Oh, so there was a guy who was my friend and we used to go to the movies all the time because he loved going to the movies. Um, and so, yeah, we just go and see stuff all the time, like every Monday, I think, or every Tuesday. And this was one of them. But I love music. It's not a musical, guys. Like, you don't just break out in song. It's about the music industry. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I Like, I, I love going to the movies. So I've seen most movies. I love that so much because, honestly, George, I'm the type of person that will get to a Friday night and Trent and I will be like, let's put a movie on. And then we spend half an hour scanning Netflix, reading the things and going, nah, nah, yeah. nah. And then we just get bored and watch something that we've already watched. I get that. I get that on Netflix. Any of the streaming sites, it's really hard because you, you're spoilt for choice. Yeah. I think if you go to the movies, you know, there's like 10 different movies on... 
if one of them appeals I won't go and see a movie unless I want to see it. I don't just go see movies for the sake of it okay anymore I did before to. Netflix existed I would do that yeah when I when I lived in Byron last time so 2012 um, it was the old palace cinema and they used to do ten dollar Mondays right and every Monday without fail I would go and see a movie even by yourself yeah only by myself I love that yeah I want to do that. Yeah. I feel like the Orpheum in Mossman does something similar where they do a weekly cheap movie. Mm. And it's just an easy excuse to go. Because, honestly, the only reason I don't is I think I'm going to get bored and fall asleep. But I'm probably already doing that at home anyway, so I might as well give it a go. Yeah. And maybe, like, honestly, like, I would go in the middle of the day. Like, oh, don't go at night time. If you're going to go on your own. Why is it that I always just assume you watch movies at night? No. I mean, it's harder in summer. Although in summer, sometimes it's nice to get out of the heat go and see a movie but I look I I love the movies so much and I I've definitely dated guys who don't like going to the movies and that was really hard and then when I find one that does we would go quite regularly I love that I just love the escapism of movies like for me you know what my head's like I find it hard to switch it off yeah and movies are the one time that I can just be totally absorbed in the movie. I mean, it's the same with books, but books you can put down. Yes. I will watch a movie to the end. I very rarely will turn a film off, even if I'm not enjoying it. And the other thing with movies when you're in the, like, cinemas is it's very rude etiquette to have your phone out. So you're not scrolling and watching. You're really present with the movie, which is quite good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start seeing more movies, Jod. What... If you had to choose, I know this is hard it's for you. It's such a hard question. Girl. Top five movies of all time. I don't know. To be honest with you, like, I sat down to think about this. Mm. I'm going to have a look at my list. Yeah. But I I find this really hard. Um, I don't know if I can tell you five. Okay. I can tell you a few of my favorite movies. Rally them with me. Um, actually, do you want to go first? Okay, because I have five. I won't copy you, but I just want to hear what you're going to say. That's okay. And I just precursor, guys, I'm not a movie buff. I'm not going to pretend that I have this extensive repertoire of movies that I love because truly I don't. But my go-to every year at Christmas time is love actually. Absolutely. And I watch it not just at Christmas time. Yeah. Same. Favorite movie. Yeah. The best. Aladdin. And we'll talk about Disney in a bit, but, okay. but I didn't see the live version. Like, you know how Disney do their live action ones now? Like they've done Lion King, Aladdin. Do you mean like real people? Real people. That. That's what I mean. <laughs> This is my movie lingo coming out. No, I mean actual Aladdin. Yeah. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I had a Moulin Rouge Sweet 16. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. There's a theme here. Yeah. And, wait for it, Tropic Thunder. Oh, God. I love that movie. Okay. So I cried no, with a, laughter. It's a good movie, for Every, sure. Robert Downey Jr. in that movie is goals. Yeah, yeah. He's so funny. I do love Robert Downey Jr. Mm. So they're my top five. Okay. What what is your critique? Well, on no, those? I think that I think they're good. Okay. So Romeo and Juliet is definitely up there for me. So is Moulin Rouge for sure. Great. Um, my little quirky one is a French film called Love Me If You Dare. I am obsessed with it. I've watched it that many times. It's it's quirky as shit. It's a little bit messed up. Really. But I love it. I love it for the cinematography. It's very weirdly shot. Um, and also the storyline is just, like, way out there. They play dares on each other or something? Yeah, so they're, they're, they're kids and they start this game of dare and they've got this sick infatuation with each other and it leads them throughout their life just going back and forth with these dares as they fall in and out of love and it's just, like, 
insanely good. It sounds great. It's really good. I mean, I I love foreign films. I love them. Let's have that chat. What are your favorite? Well, hang on, I haven't finished my okay, sorry. my favorite movies of all time. Um, I also really love like, and I can't. I well, oh, maybe that's another conversation because like I love certain directors, and I would say that I love all of their movies totally you know so like to pick one out is hard but I think I'm gonna have to put up in my favorite movies of all time about time oh with um with Rachel Rach- McAdams yeah I, that's really I can watch that movie over and over and over again and never get bored of it that's the one where she forgets and then remembers again yeah yeah that's yeah. a beautiful movie yeah is Channing Tatum in that one no no, no, not she forgets and then she remembers again. That's that one. About time is the time traveling one where yes, he goes in the closet and can travel back and forth in time. I don't think I've seen it. What? I don't think I've seen that one. Anytime you say about With time. With the redhead? No. Any- Are you thinking about that bloody Channing Tatum movie? <laughs> Every time I talk about about time. Yeah, and I honestly am like, it's not that good a movie. Oh my god, Holly, you're gonna die. You have to watch it. I love Rachel McAdams so much. Trent will love it too. About time. About time. Is it on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is so Boys good. love it. I watch it with boys all the time. Really? Not boys all the time. If you're listening, I've only ever watched it with you. <laughs> <laughs> and there are several men going, oh. <laughs> no, no, there's not. Uh, <laughs> what else? Any other top movies? Um, I think they'll come up in our other chats. Great. So let, let's talk about the foreign films that you love. So Love Me If You Dare is one, because I oh, have a couple too. I mean, I love like Amelie, but I love, I also, re- and I couldn't tell you any names of them right now, but I love like um, Scandinavian Ooh. crime and that Ooh. sort of stuff. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, that's a little bit more TV shows as well, but I do love the way the Scandies do film. It's pretty, really? It's pretty special. Yeah. Uh, how about Pan's Labyrinth? I love Pan's Labyrinth so much. I remembered it this morning and I was like, I have not watched that movie in so long. Isn't it beautiful? It's so scary, it's but I love so it. Scary. The, I have goosebumps. The characters in that movie. Oh my God, it's so good. Pan's Labyrinth is my favorite foreign film. Yeah, that's that's a really and Emily as well. Yeah, I love that movie. There's some really good French ones. I should have. Uh, if anyone's into French films, I'll actually write a list and put it in the Facebook group yes. because I've got some crackers and I can't remember any of their names right now. What is it about French, the French and making film? Because that's they have the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think a genre of French film that gets overlooked is the rom-com genre. They do it so well. Really? You don't think they've got a sense of humour, but they do. Really? Yeah. What is their humour like? It's very quirky. I love. It's, it's really cool. Really? Yeah. Fun. I'm going to put, I'll put a few, I'll put a few films in there I love for sure. that. What about, you mentioned there are certain directors where you love all their movies. Absolutely. So, I mean, I love Quentin Tarantino. I haven't seen a Quentin Tarantino I don't like. But in saying that, I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I didn't hate it by any means. Mm. But it just, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, okay. I was a bit disappointed in it. It kind of there was a bit where it was dragging, and that never happens with Quentin Tarantino no, films. No, he usually is quite abrasive. And it was an all-star cast with Leo and Margot Robbie, two of my favorites, and, and Brad. Brad Pitt. Yeah. So, but otherwise, Quentin. But then my other one is Wes Anderson. Who does? What does he do? Okay, so he's done like the Grand Budapest Hotel, Darjeeling Limited, um, Life Aquatic, The Royal Tenenbaums. I've not seen a single one of those movies. Oh my god. <laughs> What? Not one of them. Oh, they're so good, Holly. Okay. They're very, they're very art house. 
Yeah. But they're... You haven't seen the Royal Tenenbaums? No, I've never even heard of that movie before. I'm really bad. So these are cult classics. Okay, yeah, I haven't even seen Pulp Fiction or Fight Club. Oh my god. <laughs> George just jumped in the air. You've <laughs> never seen Pulp Fiction? No. So what about when people just like feed lines from movies to you? I love it just and like over your head. I'm pretty sure I quote movies I've never seen before. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Alright, well you definitely have to watch Pulp Fiction. Because I love Kill Bill. Yeah. That's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it is. <laughs> both of them? Have you seen both? I've seen both. My dad made me watch them with okay. him. And they're they're, they're really good. Yeah. yeah. I think, oh, that's hard. I mean, very controversial. I actually liked The Kill Bills better than Pulp Fiction. Really? Is but that controversial? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino films is actually Inglorious Bastards. You've seen that, right? I have seen that. Okay, good. I have seen that. I feel Brad Pitt in it. That's probably why I've seen it. <laughs> Um, And then my other very controversial director, especially at the moment with the Me Too movement, is actually Woody Allen. So you either Uh love Woody Allen or you hate him, but I don't love him as a person by any means, and I hate when he's in his own movies because he's always in them, but I do love the way he directs a film. What are his movies? Um, I mean, there's so many. Mm. Annie Hall, um, Everybody Says I Love You, uh, uh, Midnight in Paris... Um, I'm you haven't really seen bad. any of None these. Of them. I mean, he's None got some super famous ones I'm leaving out. My favourite director is Baz Luhrmann. Oh. I think that's obvious. Sorry. Yes. Co- like, absolutely. And it's because he is so... You can watch a Baz Luhrmann movie not knowing he directed it and know it's a Baz Luhrmann movie. Absolutely. He is amazing. Here's something for you. Tell I me. really, really enjoyed this movie and it got the worst reviews of all time. Australia. I enjoyed it too. Did you? I really liked yeah. it. And I didn't understand why it got bad reviews. Me neither. But I feel like it's because a lot of people watched it not knowing what Baz Luhrmann is like in his directing. I don't know if that's the case because really? he's an Australian icon. Yeah. And I think that it got very poor reviews on the Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman front, which I thought they were both excellent in it. I loved the storyline. That little boy was just so beautiful in it. And I just, yeah. He's he's amazing. He, when he did the stage show for Strictly Ballroom, my dad was in the band and we got to go to the opening night and Baz Luhrmann did this like greeting on the stage and there's a photo of me, which I will put in the Facebook group, okay. of me like pointing behind at Baz Luhrmann on the stage behind me. I was fangirling to no end. The yeah. man is a genius. He is a genius. He hasn't done anything in so long. Oh, Great Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Gatsby. I, I really enjoyed The Great Gatsby. That's one of my favourite books too. wonder what he's going to bring out next. I don't know. But can I just tell you, sorry, you probably don't even care, but I just want to no, see if you've seen any of these very, very <laughs> famous Woody Allen movies. Don't, don't. <laughs> Vicky Cristina Barcelona. No. Great movie. You've never seen Vicky Cristina Barcelona? Never. Oh, my God. It's got Penelope Cruz. Beautiful. Um, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, hot cast. And... Uh, Benicio del Toro, I think, is the lead guy. No, Javier Bardem. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yeah, he's, he's beautiful. the one in Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he is so delicious. Um, what okay. about Match Point? No, that's that tennis one. You've never seen Match Point. No, I know the one you're talking about. Though it's got Scarlett Johansson and Jonathan Rhys Meyers. Yeah, never seen, seen it. it. Really good movie. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen Scoop? No. Also really good. Also got Scarlett Johansson and Hugh Jackman. Is it about a journalist? Is that why it's called yeah, Scoop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, everyone says I love you. You have to see because it's that... Um, musical. It's that musical one. one. And then they're probably like the big ones that I'm like, 
how can you have not Gosh, seen he's that? done so many. Yeah, he's done so many. Um, I just want to let everyone know that I've got some very hot builders building things right near my house. So if you hear stuff like you're probably hearing right now, just imagine them topless on their lunch break. Very, very gorgeous men. <laughs> if I want to say favorite movie. Big shout out. <laughs> if you're listening, what's your favorite movie and can we come and watch it with you? What about the worst movie you've ever seen? I don't know. I was thinking about that. I've seen a lot of bad movies. The only movie I've ever walked out of in a cinema was a Mr. Bean movie. But I couldn't tell you which one it <laughs> Why was. Why did you go to Mr. I don't Bean? No, I must have been like young. I probably a boyfriend took me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We, Trent and I, picked a random movie the other week. We honestly just get into loggerheads and we're like, I don't know, just pick whatever. So pick this movie called Snowpiercer. Oh, it sounds like, I'm thinking like piercer, like piercing a nostril. He's like in the snow, like piercing people's <laughs> noses. No, I highly do not recommend this movie. Highly do not. Highly do not. Like do not to the nth degree. Thanks for stopping, guys. Uh, and... It got to the point where I turned to Trent because I was just, this is a joke and I don't know, I was on my phone scrolling. I turned Were you to him, in the movies or at No, home? we were at home. Okay. And I said to him, why the fuck are we still watching this piece of shit? And he said, I don't know, but I have to watch it to the end because we started. Yeah. And I'm like, we both were like, this is the worst movie we've ever seen. Basically, it's an apocalyptic end of the world and all these people are trapped on a luxury train. In the snow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's famous people in it, right? Yeah, there's like... Tilda Swinton. I love and Tilda Swinton. Captain America dude. <gasps> Chris Evans. Chris Evans. There's... He should have been on my hot celebrity list, by the way. Oh, we keep forgetting people that are being like they I mean we didn't even talk about Brad Pitt in that episode. <laughs> what a flop. <laughs> um yeah, so Snowpiercer. If you, I mean, check it out, but it's so bad. I want to see it so bad. It's now. the worst movie I've ever seen in my on life. On Netflix? On Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I have some other questions around movies. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to throw one at you. But Please. You th- oh, okay. What movie? You can only pick one. Okay. What movie could you watch a million times and never get sick of? Love Actually. Okay. That was easy. Okay. What about you? Well, if I could, I, I would like to say that, but you've said it, so I'll say something else. Okay. Um, Empire Records. What's that? Oh my God, Holly. <laughs> you've seen Empire Records. No, we haven't. It will change your life. What's it? What is it? Who is it's it? It's got Liv Tyler in it. Yeah. It's got Anthony LaPaglia. Oh. It's got a oh, few famous faces that were famous in the 90s and not so much now. So it's a 90s film. It's set in a record store called Empire Records. Okay. And it... Have you heard that line? My name's not fucking Warren. Have you heard that before? No. Oh, my God. You have to watch this movie. You're going to love it so much. I'm so excited. I could watch it a bazillion times. I'm always sitting there going, what movie can I watch? And you've just given me 50. Also a cult classic. Really? Do you not watch cult classics? Clearly not. Well, that's, that was my question. Like, what do you think about movies like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings? Oh, okay. Good question, Hall. I never gotten into Star Wars. Mm. I don't even think I've watched one of them the whole way through. No. Have you watched Star Wars? Oh, God, no. Lord of the Rings, um, I've watched them, but I couldn't sit through them again. No. But I, I, I do love, like, Harry Potter. I was going to say, I like watching Harry Potter when I'm hungover and I'm just like, oh, I'll just put something on. Yeah. And I actually loved the Twilight movies. And... Hunger Games and the Hunger Games. Yeah. I loved the Hunger Games trilogy, yeah. and I guess that's an, another conversation. Book to movie. Yeah. Usually, I'm like, oh no, but Hunger Games has done really well. I think Hunger Games was done well. Harry Potter, they left a lot out. Do you know one of the most disappointing books to movies for me? Because it was my favorite book, and the movie ruined it. Mm-hmm. And it had really good actors in it. Tell me, um, the Time Traveler's Wife. Aha! Uh-huh. Have I seen that movie? It's with Rachel McAdams and Eric Banner. 
Yeah, I have seen that movie. The book was so exceptional. Yeah. And the movie just didn't do it justice at all. It's always a shame when that happens. Yeah. Because then there are people who see the movie first and they don't bother reading the book. Yeah. Because they think they know. Absolutely. What was it recently where it was a book to movie and I was like, oh, they left so much out. I don't remember. Girl on a Train? Maybe. Maybe. That was a really good book. And a good movie, actually. It was a great movie. It didn't get good reviews, though, that movie. Weird. You know which what... You know what... Sorry. I can't get words out sometimes on this potty. It's so annoying. (laughs) Do you know what book adaptation I did like Mm. was Gone Girl? Gone Girl was great. Yes. I agree with you. Because even though I knew... I won't tell you the spoiler alert, but even though I knew what was happening, what was the twist... I still was like <gasps> caught up in it. Yeah. Do you like those kinds of thriller movies? Absolutely. I love, I love thrillers. I don't love horror. No. Like I can't do horror, but thrillers are probably my favorite genre. I really love thrillers too, but I haven't been like, I haven't found good ones lately. So if you have any, throw them at me. Like I loved Taken. Liam Neeson. Taken. Oh my God. That series is amazing. I love. Have you watched all of them? All of them. Yeah. More than once. Mm. Like that. If there's anything else on that level, I will watch it. I just need to know what they are, you know? So I remember as a kid, I was quite a scaredy cat mm. and I didn't really understand the genre, the genre of thriller. I thought it was like horror. So I never watched them. But I remember the first thriller I ever watched and I was like, I'm hooked. And it's so funny looking back on it now. It was a Sandra Bullock movie and it was called The Net. It was about the internet. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. I've watched that movie about a bazillion times. I mean, not now. It's probably very dated now. (laughs) The Net. The Net. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really good. It was like about hackers and how they'd like stolen her identity. I love all that shit. Yeah. And I love a murder mystery. Oh, I love a murder mystery. Love a murder mystery. So I love all that. I always joke with Trent, like his favorite genres are any movie with monkeys or war. Oh, so he loved Planet of the Apes. Loved. And King Kong. <laughs> I'm like, is a monkey in it? Great. Trent's happy. It's so weird. What do you mean? No, seriously. What it's other like this movies running fall joke. into those categories? Well, they're the main monkey movies. <laughs> <laughs> but he also loves anything to do with war and armies and fighting. Like, that's his thing. But me, thriller or comedies? I love yeah, comedies. I love comedies too. What are your favourite comedy films? Comedic films? Oh yeah, comedic films. It's a really hard one. I've I've got a lot. Tell me, tell me yours. Mine are so lame, but I really love Anchorman. Oh yeah, I love Will. I could watch that. Is a it Will Ferrell times. or Will Farrell? I think it's Will Farrell. I love Will Farrell. Yeah, anything he does. If you guys want to laugh, just go Will Farrell bloopers on YouTube. He's amazing. He's a very considered gentleman as well. Yeah, and the the comedians in that kind of realm, like Dodgeball's the other one that I really love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind you kind of lose me a little bit with stupid comedy, but I do I, I, I do love Anchorman and Step Brothers. Step Brothers is great, but see I think stupid comedy is Adam Sandler. I can't watch Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. That for me is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Dodgeball You've got Vince Vaughn. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh my God, I love Vince Vaughn. Have I told you my Vince Vaughn story? No. Oh my gosh. So about four years ago. You have, but tell the listeners. When I was shooting, when I was shooting. (laughs) When I was shooting a film in Hollywood. When I was four years ago shooting a film. (laughs) No, when he was, I forget what film it was, but he was shooting in Sydney. And I was walking down, I was past the winery in Surrey Hills. And I'm walking down and this really tall man (gasps) walks out. Oh my God, he's so tall. He's so tall. And he looks at me and I like took a while and I was like oh my god it's Vince Vaughn he's like how you doing <gasps> he fully said it to me and I was like good 
And then I kept walking and died. I was like, looking Were you around, on your own? Yeah, I was on my own. Oh my God. No one saw it. It was the best. Was he on his own? Nah, he had like a little entourage, but he's so tall, George. So tall. Yeah, I can and imagine. And he just looked down and he's like, how you doing? And I was <gasps> like, <gasps> so that's my Vince Vaughn story. That's a really good one. It's a good one. I, I thought I'd heard it. I had it. No, you, I forget so to tell good. people that story. Anyway, I love anything with Vince Vaughn in it. I do too. I loved The Wedding Crashes. Great movie. Um, And I love... I actually love the breakup as well. Like, I just think that's such a clever movie. I, I, do you know what I like about comedians and that kind of film? Um, and who's the other guy? Oh, what's his name? 40 year old version, Steve Carell. Oh my God. He is brilliant. They, they improvise a lot. Yes. Of those scenes. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh, Paul Rudd is something special. See, I know my comedians. Yeah, I, you I do. love that. Yeah. That energy. And what's his name? He always plays a stoner. Not James Franco, but yes, James Franco. And the bigger one. Yeah. Um, Seth, Go- Seth Rogen. They improvise so many of their films. I just have to... Sorry, keep talking. They And that... I There's such a skill set in that because I know, Jod, you and I have both, you know, acted before. And there's such a skill set in improvising, but also making it funny. I love those films. Absolutely. All of the stoner films, I think they're so good. Yeah, you're right. They are. Pineapple Express? Yeah, Pineapple Express is great. So funny. Um, there is a James Franco movie that I don't think many people saw, and I fucking loved it. I'm just trying to find the name of it. Oh, yeah. It's called Why Him. Have you seen Why it? Why Him? Yes, where he he's the older boyfriend. Yeah. And yes, I've seen and it. And he runs the um, video game empire. Who's the dad in it? Um, He's the guy from... Um, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Such a good movie. It's so good, isn't it? Yes. I've seen it several times. Yes. My sister and I watched it a few times together and just cacked ourselves. Anything with James Franco in it is a good movie. Yeah. Also, Crazy Stupid Love. That's what I was going to say as one of the best rom-coms, I think, that are out there is Crazy Stupid Love. I agree with that. I love that movie. There's probably another movie I could watch and not get sick of. Yeah. It's very clever. I mean, and it's got Ryan Gosling in it. And Emma Stone. Some other out-of-the-box rom-coms that aren't the classic rom-coms. If people like rom-coms, I've got a few because I've seen them all. Can you please? Um, It's Complicated. Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin, and Steve Martin. Ooh! It's about this couple that are divorced and they've got kids and they start having an affair oh my god yeah so they Scandal. start loving each other again and it's very 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 good i love that it's actually one of my favorites it's like my parents another one it was like a long time ago <laughs> um another one that not many people have seen is definitely maybe with ryan reynolds i've heard of it i'm not where seen he it. flashes back to all these relationships that he had and you don't know who he ended up with oh. that was really good um something borrowed definitely about time definitely friends with benefits with milo kunis and i have Justin seen that Timberlake. one that is a good one it's one of my faves they had great chemistry and then this oh, i've got to find the name of it um, because I said so with Mandy Moore and Such Diane Keaton. Such a good. It's so movie. good, Gosh. and it's got um, <clears throat> it's got Harvey Harvey um Specter. That's right. The, I haven't seen that movie in years. Oh my god, it's so good. I've seen that a million times as well. That Mandy Moore movie and it makes me cry every time. I don't. Oh, what's it's a Nicholas Sparks novel. Yeah. Um, and she sings that song. Only hope. A walk to remember. A walk to remember. Any Nicholas Sparks book turned to movie. I I love them. The I've never book. I've never read a Nicholas Sparks. Book, Neither have I. I've just but all of his movies. movies, I love. A walk to remember. About time. No uh, not book. about time. The Notebook. Uh, 
that cowboy one, the one with Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The best of me? The cowboy one is the longest ride. The longest ride, and it's Dear got... John? Dear John? The last song the is last the song. Miley one. That's yeah. where she met Liam. They are all such good movies. The Choice? I didn't love The Choice. I cry in all of them. Do you know what other movie I've cried so hard? And I've told you about this movie before. So this is my reco for you. Celeste and Jesse Forever. Oh, yeah. I watched it on a plane coming back from Europe years ago. And I was that girl on the plane being like, <gasps> and Leah was like, can you please be quiet? Like, but it was just Celeste and Jesse a beautiful Forever. movie. It's got Andy Samberg in it, but it's not a comedy. And I haven't seen it since. I need to rewatch it. it. That was probably a movie that really hit me. You know, when it gets you in the heart. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say, oh, I have seen it. You didn't like it? Well, I don't remember it. It really got me. Um, I heard this thing the other day. When did I hear it? Oh, it was Brad Pitt talking about it <laughs> <laughs> in an interview where they he was talking to um, Carrie Bickmore on the project um, that, like, there's something about watching movies in a plane that makes them, like, ten times better than if you just saw them anywhere else. That's so true. And I think it's because you have no other choice but to love it. And also, I was coming back from my first seven-week overseas stint and I hadn't seen Trent in a long time and, you know. Yeah. I would like to watch you know, it again like, to Holly see. Holly and Trent forever. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I'm Celeste and he's Jesse. <laughs> but I didn't want it to be. Well, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Yeah. It's a good movie. Okay. Um, what was a kid, what was a movie you watched as a kid that you could just have on repeat? Because I would watch a VCR and then rewind it and watch it again. Okay, so this is where we go to Disney talk. Oh, okay. I, I, I've got some that aren't Disney. Okay, can you share that? Because mine were just Disney. Oh, okay. So I've definitely got my fave Disney's, but I'll tell you those later. There were two movies that I just watched on repeat all the time. One was called Step Kids, and it was about this blended family. And because I was a blended family, I just connected so much with it. Um, And I could watch it again and again and again and again to this day. Um, And then the second one is Jumanji. (laughs) I love Jumanji. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) And then the second one is Jumanji. It's got monkeys in it. Chat would like it. Chat would love Jumanji. (laughs) But the original Robin Williams one, not that weird one they did recently. I love Robin Williams too. Any movie he's in. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Did you ever see that movie? It made me cry so much as a kid. I've been scared to watch it again. Um, What Dreams May Come. Oh. Don't watch it. Okay. Unless you want to have a good cry. Sometimes you're in the mood for a cry. Do you know one of the movies that has made me cry the most? Sorry, a bit of a segue out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But, That's mine, guys. Um, like, uncontrollably cry. P.S. I love you. Oh. I actually can't get through it without crying. Even Hang on, I've... remind me of P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you. Her husband dies. It's Hilary Swank oh, oh, and oh, And he's recorded. Oh, can't handle it. Can't handle it. Cannot. Because that is very, like, it could happen. Yeah. And she rings. Is that when she rings the voicemail just to hear his voice? Oh. <gasps> <laughs> I actually can't handle that. I know. Oh, that kills me. Okay, sorry, Disney movies. Let's yeah, okay, it. let's lighten the mood. So my top five Disney movies of all time? Five. I was going to give you three, but sure, you can have five. Okay, well, Aladdin, obviously, it's my top five movies. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I'm definitely Belle. I was actually Belle in a past life, it's been confirmed. Are the options to be Belle or the Beast? Are they your only <laughs> options? I'm definitely Belle. No, I mean, I'm just <laughs> Belle in general life. Oh. Not Why? just in the context of the movie, just because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a French provincial gal in a modern day world. <laughs> no, okay. 
<laughs> Do you know the underrated? <laughs> what is going on? I'm sorry, I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> I'm just a French provincial girl. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I just really love Disney. Um, underrated Disney movie. The question is your favourite Disney movie. Okay, no, this is one of my favourites, but it's also underrated. Mulan. Oh, it was on my list. I love it. It's the best. Mulan. My little sister, when she was little, she's not little now, but she used to love Mulan. Oh, that's one I could watch over and over. Like, love Mulan. So, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Do you know what? I'm going to go top three. They're my top three. Okay. Um, So, Mulan's in my top three. Yeah. Anastasia. Didn't you watch haven't it. seen it. It's so good. I think because of the Russian lineage I have in my family, of course. I feel so connected to the story of the Romanovs. Like it just right it gets hits you. me on a soul level. Mm. But also the music in it. Like I play one of the songs from Anastasia in my year in class. I do you? Which yeah. one is it? Uh, do 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 do. I know the one you're doing. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And whenever I reference it in class, everyone has no idea what I'm talking about. No. So I've just stopped talking about it. Um, and then, like, really hard to choose, of course. Of course. But I, I really can't go past The Little Mermaid. That would have been my fourth. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, I really love it. And I think it's still amazing. Oh, so they're doing an adaptation of The Little Mermaid, but you haven't seen Aladdin. You haven't seen The Lion King adaptation either. Any of the adaptations except Beauty and the Beast. Oh, and that was good. That was great. So what I'm wondering is, like, are they gonna? How are they gonna do Sebastian and Flounder? Like, are they gonna be? (laughs) It's a very valid question. Because I don't want a real fish. How did? Well, how did they do? Gus, is his name Gustavo, the candle? Yeah, they were sort of like, they weren't animations, but they were like, CG, well, they were CGI. How is she, Ariel, going to swim? Well, I think they can do that. I mean, have you seen Splash? That's my other favourite movie of all time. <laughs> have you seen Splash? No. With Daryl Hannah and Tom Hanks? No. Oh my God, Holly. <gasps> what about Mannequin? Did you ever watch Manic, the Mannequin movies terrifying. in the 90s? No. <gasps> what, what about? <laughs> <laughs> we're on a roll here, guys. Oh, my childhood movies are coming back. What about A Mum for Christmas with Olivia Newton-John? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the worst movie of all time. Oh, my God. This little girl, she goes into the department store. She doesn't have a mum, but she sees this beautiful mannequin. <laughs> she was like, come on, there's got to be listeners who've seen this movie. It is the and best Christmas movie. for Christmas. Yeah, and so Olivia Newton-John turns into a real human mum. Is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. <laughs> it's the best Christmas movie of all time. No, the only Olivia Newton-John movie I've seen is Grease. <gasps> what about Xanadu? No, but I know the song. Xanadu. <laughs> I did a dance to it once. I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> I need a new co-host. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. Have you ever been to a movie marathon? No, I wasn't ever allowed. Thanks, folks. Yeah, I mean, they're I did it. It's actually when I fell asleep. Because oh, really? they were always on quite late, and I'm, you know, I'm not very good after nine o'clock. No, yeah. But did you enjoy that? Yeah. What about the drive-ins? I've been to the drive-ins. Yeah, I've only been to one drive-in. Where was it? Out west, Blacktown. Yeah, yeah. They've got the drive-ins there, which is that's a bit fun and different. Yeah, that is fun and different. I, I wish they'd bring them back. Oh, gold class cinemas. Yeah, I do like gold class. I just think it's a bit 
overpriced for a chair that leans back. We used to go to gold class because we're li- like living the high life, but it is. It's ridiculously overpriced. I do love a good outdoor cinema. Outdoor cinemas are great. Yeah, they're really good. Should see them. Well, actually, Trent and I went to see Emily at the outdoor cinemas and we filed a complaint because oh. the only spot that we could sit at, there was a pole right between the movie and it's subtitled. You can't oh. watch it with something interfering. Then we got a free ticket to see something else. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What cinema was it? It was the Bondi Outdoor Cinemas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they're probably the worst of the lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are because yeah. I mean you know like the St George open air cinema that's, that's the one in great. botanical gardens that's beautiful that's so great and also the Centennial Park one's really nice we're actually getting to the time where they'll come back because yeah. it's warmer weather I want to go to the outdoor cinemas yeah what about recently at the movies films you've enjoyed oh um I really loved only because it was the most recent I saw at the movies yesterday I need to the see the Beatles that movie. movie yeah it's out I think it's out on iTunes in October, so not long now. And this is time for me to just interject and say, if you love Beatles movies, all you need is love. Yeah. No, isn't it Across the Universe? Across. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't even seen it and you know more than me. Yes. It's called Across the Universe. But they play All You Need Is Love in it. (laughs) They also play that in Love Actually. They do. That's one of my favorite scenes in Love Actually. Uh, any other recent films? Um, oh, what else did we go and see? Um, I mean, I loved A Star Is Born. Same. Yeah. That was probably mine. And I saw oh. that at the movies. That's the last time I went to the movies. Okay. Yeah. I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Loved it. Loved it. Like, I've watched that several times. I've watched that more than Star Is Born. I actually controversially think Bohemian Rhapsody is better than Star Is Born. Oh, I don't even think that's controversial. I agree. 100%. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um... Because if I agree, it can't be controversial. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. You're kind of putting me on the spot now. No, they're my two. I was gonna. Yeah. I was like feeding into Star Wars, Born okay. and Bohemian City chat. So yeah, those spaces. But yesterday is great. Anyone who loves Beatles songs, even if you don't actually, it's a really good movie. It's very funny. It's very funny. Was the director of Notting Hill? You know, like I, I have seen which that movie. actually is another good thing to note. Um, this guy, Richard Curtis. Yeah, Richard Curtis. So Richard Curtis has written all your favourite English rom-coms. Love Actually? Yes. Notting Hill? Notting Hill. Um, Bridget Jones's Diaries? Yep. They're good movies. All of them. That's Um, amazing. Hang on, let me... I love British rom-coms. Me too. I think they do them so well. Four Weddings and a Funeral, Bridget Jones's Diary, Notting Hill, Love Actually, um, About Time, Mamma Mia... Mamma Mia is a good one. Yeah. I love Mamma Mia too. Oh, and because we're talking about movies with songs in them, obviously La La Land, but we've spoken about that before. Such a good one. Yeah, it is good. Get your La La's on. Um, That was a really good chat. Have we covered all movie bases? Yeah, I think so. Um, Oh, okay, here's one. If you had to just pick one, what was the one movie you think that had an impact on your life or changed your life in some way or perhaps just changed your way of thinking? Mm, I should have prepared for this. Do you know which one really shook me? Yeah, that's Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. That's a book, though. Yeah, that they turned into a film. Yeah. That triggered me a lot. It's a, it's about, it about the Holocaust. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's heavy. Yeah. And it rattled me. Okay. 
very well done that really rattled me I'm gonna say that when it came to mind and actually the other one that really shook me that I felt like at a deep emotional level was that Brad Pitt movie where he the curious case of Benjamin Button oh yeah that like I was uncontrollable I almost panic attacked at the end of that it was very odd it was very well done that movie very well done yeah so those are the two that stand out to me as almost like confronting yeah how about you I've got one that came to mind when I was thinking about this question um Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind did you ever watch that no so it's Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet not a comedy at all okay it's basically about this couple who have broken up and he goes through this like series of psychological treatments I guess to erase his memory of her whoa yeah and so basically it's like the 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 premise of the movie well not the premise of the movie but I guess the 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 takeaway from the movie is that even when you experience pain and heartbreak, it shapes who you are as a person. Yes. And if you if you were to take away all of those memories and have no regrets around it because you don't remember, does that change who you are in this present moment? That's so powerful. It really rocked me big time yeah. in terms of relationships. It's a full-on movie. Jim Carrey's great at serious, isn't he? He really is. He's deep. He yeah. can go there. Yeah. The other one when you were speaking about that, not wanting to take things away because it shapes who you are butterfly effect that's another one where it's like it's you know if you could change moments yeah what will that lead to well i guess another one like that is um sliding Sliding doors doors. great movie great movie yeah and i mean all those different haircuts that gwyneth (laughs) how do they keep up with i don't know (laughs) it's so magic We'd love to hear from you guys, though. What are movies that you're watching that you love, that you recommend people? Obviously, I need to start a list. So, Mm. yeah, we are open to all of them. Yeah, any movie. We didn't touch on horror because we both can't do horror. Can't do horror. I I think I'm getting – I can do, like, I can do a little bit of horror. So, like, what were those movies? Um, Get Out and then there was that other one. That if it if it like borders on horror but it's not quite horror, it's when it starts getting gory and paranormal that I'm out of there. Yeah, I used to love them as a kid, but I, I can't even watch ads anymore. Would you watch like really gory stuff as a kid? Yeah, like the Saw movies. <gasps> yeah, we would watch like as a family, like um, Poltergeist. Oh my and God. how did you like, sleep at night? I was comfortably like really? it was weird. I I was so not conditioned it. to. Yeah, I was fine, but now I just my energy can't handle it. My sister had the sword doll. Like, oh my god! She was like eleven and had this the doll like of the clown. Like it was very odd, but not anymore. I can't do it anymore. But you know what we used to watch as a family? Actually, we're going back into the convo. Godfather and Scarface. Oh yeah, and Rocky. Yeah. So they're all like culty classics that okay. I have seen. Yeah, they're good. I've I've. I think I was made to watch them. Made to watch them. Yeah. Sit down and watch. By a, yeah, probably by an ex-boyfriend because I've definitely seen them all. I like I like those movies, yeah. but maybe that's because I remember watching them growing up. Yeah. Mm. No, they. I mean, they're good. They're classics, right? Yeah. So tell us your faves in Facey Group. Love it. Um, what are you recoing for us this week, George? Well, actually, it's a combined reco. It is. Um, Holly and I have big boobs. It's. I mean, it's cannot official. lie. It's official. You other brothers can't deny. <laughs> Um, so we, there's a beautiful bar and base in my company called Marvel Lane and we, um, 
wanted to go and check it out because what is very hard about wearing um, swimwear as a big busted lady with a small back is that it's actually very rare even if you order a size that's in your bra size that it's actually going to fit when it arrives yeah the straps will fall down or you can't clasp it at the back yeah, and you're constantly or you're your bulging boobs. at the front or or can i go for a swim in the ocean and come out with my top still on this is why i'm scared of waves yeah mm, yeah yeah else. it's it's an exposed thing <laughs> it's an exposed thing so we contacted um rachel who runs marvel lane to see if we could come and try some stuff on mm. um so we went to her showroom and tried lots of different bikinis we had the on. best time we had a really good time um it was really quite special having the person who designs them there to fit you it made such a difference absolutely and i have to say um we paid for our swimmers by the way this is this is not this is not sponsored at all um i have never ever worn a bikini top like the one i bought where i feel secure and sexy that's it and supported in it the, the piece for me, Jod, with this is that you can – because there are bikini brands out there that are shaped for bigger busts, but what I love about Marvel Lane is the sexy component. Yeah. Like, you are showing off your skin, and so you should. Like, it's that comfort in, you know, flaunting what your mama gave you. And I love how I felt in the swimmers of Marvel, yeah. Marvel Lane. They're, They're beautiful. Sexy. They're so sexy. The fabric's really good quality. It's sustainable as well. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's sustainable. Um, and also, if you look after it, Rach said it should last years and years. years and years and years and years. Yeah, and what we're all about here, you guys know, is supporting small business doing good work in the world. So mm. it's the least we can do in shouting out Rach. And that's why we went, tried on at the showroom and bought off her right away because it's amazing what she's doing. Absolutely. Doesn't sound like a big deal for people who just can walk into a, a bikini yeah. shop and buy one off the shelf, off the rack, but we genuinely cannot do that. No. So this is a big deal for us. It is a huge deal. So you can order Marvel Lane online. Um, if you are in Byron, you can organise to go to the showroom to try stuff on. Um, we were talking to Rach about why it's not stocked in many retail stores. And it's so interesting because... So the thing is that Rach herself is... Um, I think she said 8G, yeah. which is impossible possible to find impossible so impossible to find and so she decided to design it herself she's not a fashion designer um so she hired a pattern maker and it's actually so intricate what goes into making just one size now for a retailer they have to stock all of the options she goes from size 8 to size 16 cup size d to cup size h so there's so many different variations yeah um and for retailers, it's a big investment for them to get however many sizes if in however. Sell them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but she has a really good exchange policy if something doesn't fit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I highly recommend. And the one pieces. They're so beautiful. One pieces are particularly mm. hard to find if you've got a big bust. Yeah. Um, and I tried. I only tried on one, but it was so it was stunning, 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 and amazing. Yeah. And she has this really good thing. Go on the website, it explains it really well, called the sister sizes. So, for example, I'm an 8 up top, but I'm a 10 down the bottom. Um, And so my cup size will change depending on what size I go. So if I got a one piece, I have to get a size 10. Yes. So I would take, I would go down a cup size from an E to a double D. But if I'm in the 8, I'm an 8E. 
So totally. she just tells you what your sister's size would be. That's what I really liked about the fitting too, because she said to me, what size are you? And I'm like, 10 double F. And she's like, well, actually in this top, you're a 12 H. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, <laughs> shit. Thank you. This is why I'm finding it so hard to find service. Yeah, but it, but it, it is. And, and I mean, there's not many, well, there's no swimwear brands that are going to take you up to an H an and H. still look sexy. Have cleavage and not like all of this fabric. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my reco for this week. Great reco. Marvel Lane Swimwear. I second the rec. My reco today, Jord, yeah. is something that we've been asked about a lot, and that's period underwear. Yeah. Literally underwear that's been patented and made for you to wear during your period. And I don't understand it. Yeah, you can ask me all the questions. The brand that I'm recoing, again, this isn't a sponsored post, I genuinely use them, is Thinks okay. with an X, so yeah. T-H-I-N-X. They're She Thinks on Instagram. Have you tried the other brands? I actually haven't. So, oh, okay. But I have heard good things. I, I think the other ones are Modi Body, and there's another brand too. Uh, but my experience personally has been with Thinks. I will never go back, George. I... It's been a few years now where I've just felt really resistant to being blatantly honest and I don't have any shame. I just don't like wearing tampons. I just don't like... And then people are like, have you tried the moon cup? It's like, well, no, I haven't because I don't like wearing something inside me all the time. It's just a personal thing. I just feel like energetically it doesn't feel aligned for me. So I reverted back to pads before uh, thinks was a thing for me. This is a couple of years ago, and I've always used um, Tom Organic because I'm conscious of contributing to landfill and those sorts of things. But then when I went to an event that was run by Thinks and I got gifted my first pair, I'm like, I'm going to give this a crack. Oh, my gosh. These aren't, this, these undies, I'm going to read you how they describe them. They're washable, reusable undies that absorb your period and are a more sustainable solution than single-use disposable products. So depending on your flow, things can replace pads, tampons, liners, and cups, or be worn with tampons and cups as extra protection. It's like regular underwear, but so much better. I've been wearing Thinks underwear. I've got three pairs. So I wear them throughout my cycle. Now, obviously, my cycle goes for more than three days. So I'm on my cycle now. I've got a tampon in. But on the days where I actually feel a little heavier... I free bleed into my things underwear. I just think it's so great from a sustainable perspective. And my Virgo side is just like freaking out about it. Yeah. So it feels really messy to me. It, and, it, and it isn't. And that's why it's so amazing. So does it feel wet? No. I need to read you their four points, their selling what points. What happens when you the wash them? You wash them, you just rinse them and then. And the wash blood them. comes out of them. Yeah. So the first point is moisture wicking. Breathable cotton draws away wetness and dries fast. You do not feel wet. It's so much better than wearing a pad if that's what you're doing. Um, Odor controlling. Then it neutralizes smells for all day day freshness. (laughs) Super absorbent. It soaks up fluids without feeling bulky. How? 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 It's a patent and genius technology. Everyone just needs to try it once and you'll never go back. Does it feel thick at the bottom? A little bit, but not really. Like, not really. It's kind of like you've got a liner, liner. on. Okay. Yeah. And then the final point is leak resistant. Keeps clothes, sheets, and everything else stain-free. How? It's amazing. <laughs> you've got to just give it a crack once, and I, you're not going to go back. Okay. I still wear tampons, mm. and I still wear pads. Okay. Because otherwise you're 
having to wash the undies constantly unless you have like seven pairs and they do them in all different shapes colors sizes yeah i was gonna say because i can't wear briefs like i'm a g-string girl yeah i'm a g-string girl unless i'm on my period and when i'm on my period i just wear nana undies all day every day but they do g-strings as well and it might be that you just wear your thinks during your period and you still wear a tampon or you still wear your cup but you've got that extra support Mm. or like me you just free the bleed okay i'm gonna give it a crack I'm so proud of you. Can you? Yeah. I don't know why I'm so resistant to it. Well, because it's a bit taboo, but I'm not one to shy away from that stuff. This is why I try the things for you guys. I actually don't. I've just always loved it. Mm. It's, I highly recommend. Okay. Everyone, I, I haven't spoken to someone who doesn't love them. Yeah. And then you just rinse them in the shower and then just wash them. So you can throw them in the wash with other clothes. I don't think you're supposed to, but I do. Okay. <laughs> I don't have Virgo in my place. Holly just started washing her face this week. It's true. It's a new thing for me. It's um, cleanliness thing. Okay. Yeah. Give All it right. up. Joy. Yeah. I'm so excited about this conversation. Oh my God. Compatibility. Uh, yeah. So I just want to start off by saying this is a bit of fun. Don't feel like if I say something to you that doesn't resonate with your current relationship that it's doomed. We're not liable for any divorce that comes from the listening to this episode. No. And also, <laughs> again, like we spoke about in the last um time we had the elements chat is this is very much based on your entire chart yes and i cannot express how much um the entire chart makes a full impact on how you're going to be compatible with your partner absolutely so if your sun signs aren't compatible it doesn't mean anything yes this is just something to keep in mind it's a bit of fun it's a bit of fun also it's not just your chart there's a lot of other life experiences that shape a dynamic in a relationship that have nothing to do with astrological oh my god movements. i've dated many astrological signs that i'm compatible with and it it's does not, not work yeah so just a bit of fun so i guess i think we should talk about the elements themselves like we did last time yeah um but we're also going to go through the polarities, the yin and yang, because mm. that's really important, but also the modes. And I'll tell you a little bit more about the modes when we get closer right. to them. But there's lots of different ways you can start to look at compatibility. Mm. But we'll start with the elements. Oh, there's the builders again. Hi, guys. What's your star sign? Was that Earth? <laughs> Fire. So um, when we were talking about um, the elements before, I said, think of the actual element itself. Yes. Yeah. And when you're starting to look at elements that are compatible with each other, it's really interesting to look at it from that perspective as well. So as a common thing, what a lot of, um, and I don't know if I agree with this, and I don't know whether I'm allowed to have an opinion about something that's a lot bigger than I am, (laughs) but they say that one of the first rules is that you will be compatible with other signs within your element. So Air signs are compatible with each other. Fire signs are compatible with each other. Earth signs, water signs. Now, I see validity in that for sure. Mm. I guess it depends on the rest of your natal chart. But for me, as someone who gets bored very easily, I really like someone who's very different to me. Yes. I find that exciting. Yes. Yeah? I agree. I mean, that's me and Trent, right? Earth and fire. Yeah. So, me dating another... Gemini, I just think would just be so full on. Yeah. Um, and then dating an, an Aquarian or a Libran, I get on really well with them, but I don't know if that would be exciting enough for me in a relationship. Chemistry. That could, though, be a Gemini thing because Geminis seek exciting energy in a relationship. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, okay, so this is this is some fun ways to look at compatibility. So cool. So when we look at fire and air being compatible with each other, if you think of the element of fire, mm. fire, uh, sorry, air breathes into fire to create flames, yeah. right? So that's really beautiful when it's in balance. Yes. If there's too much air, that fire is going to get out of control. It's wildfire. If a wind comes in, that fire is going to spread like wildfire. If there's not enough air, that fire is going to go out. Right. Right. If there's no oxygen, that fire is dead. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to be balanced. So you've got to find the fire. balance in that. But air and fire do work really well together when they can balance each other That's out. It's like us. How cute. Yeah. Now, when you think of earth and water, mm. water nourishes earth. Mm. Yeah. It keeps it alive. It keeps it vital. It allows it to grow. Yeah. Too much water. And it'll flood that earth completely. You it's can't muddy. even see that earth anymore. It's yeah. muddy, it's sticky, it's growth. But earth needs water in order to create life. Of course. Yeah. So, so they balance each other out really well. Fire and water. Mm. Not so good. Mm. Not so good. Um, they need to be very careful when interacting with each other. So water can put fire out. Yeah. Yeah. And if fire is large enough, it can dry water up. Yeah, so true. Right? So they're not a great combination. But in saying that, if you're someone who has a lot of fire in your chart, it's good to be with someone that has a little bit of water. To balance it out. To balance it out. Interesting. Okay? Like to put some of your fire out. Because yeah. if you're too fire dominant, it can be a really explosive relationship. Yeah? yeah? Um, fire and earth. Fire sets the earth ablaze with passion and intensity, <laughs> whereas earth provides the fire sign with some much-needed discipline mm. and acts as a grounding force in the fire sign's life. That just sums up my relationship with Trent to a T. Absolutely. But what's interesting about you and Trent is that he, neither of you have much fire in your chart. No. And the only fire in your chart is your sun yeah. and your Saturn, yeah. I think. Yeah. Saturn in Sag, or was it Jupiter in Sag? Jupiter in Sag. Yeah. So um, there is actually not a lot of fire in there. No. You're more You're more of the earth and water, which works. Okay, that makes sense. Because Trent's got a lot of water and earth and I've in got a lot his, of earth. And you've got a lot of earth and air. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it works. Earth and air, depending on its mood and therefore its temperature, air can either provide Earth with loving warmth or give her an icy chill and cold <gasps> shoulder. Ooh. Now, I'm going to talk from personal experience here. As mm. someone who has a lot of air in their chart, I'm very attracted to Earth signs because I actually need them to ground me. Mm-hmm. What can be frustrating for the Earths in the relationship is they get very frustrated with my airiness yes. and my need to be constantly stimulated yes. when they just want to be stable and secure. Yes, yeah? absolutely. So that's where the dynamic can get a little bit... One-sided. One-sided. And I can get very frustrated with them being so grounded and stable where I'm like, come and do this fun thing with me and this fun thing and what about we talk about this and what about that? And, and they're like... I just want to stay here and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then air and water. We've talked about it a lot. A personal favorite dynamic. Not a favorable combination. And I want you to think about why from like an elemental perspective. Okay. So when you combine air and water, you get some serious fucked up natural disasters. <laughs> Tornadoes. Yeah. Hurricanes. Yeah tsunamis the ice age yeah and the reason and we went into this a little bit in the last episode that we did on elements is air signs are very cerebral they're very much up in their head yeah. water signs are very much down in their heart in their emotional Feels. state 
And both of those are beautiful and both of those are valid. But if you're in too much of the extreme, there's just nothing to connect on. That makes so much sense. There's no middle ground. Yeah. And here's the thing, like we need to walk into any kind of relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship or business, with a balance within ourselves. If we're looking for our partner's elements to balance us, then we're reaching for something outside of ourselves and that's not enough. So why it's nice to have elements that complement each other, you really need to be balancing your own elemental charts out. Such a good point, George. Yeah. It's rather than projecting on the other person, this isn't going to work. It's like, hang on, where can I bring more balance into the fact that I'm a double air and more up in the air than like, how do I have grounding practices in my own life rather than relying on someone else to do that for me? Absolutely. Love that. Okay. So something else to have a look at is Mm. the modes. Okay. So we haven't really spoken about the modes much on here. Sometimes people call them the qualities or the triplicities. Okay. Um, But the signs are divided into three modes. Yeah. Okay. So we have, um, and the patterns of the three modes are repeated throughout the signs, just like the elements are, they go in order. The three modes are cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Mm-hmm. So I'll take you through each of them. Please. The cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So there's one element for each, each. of the modes. Um, the cardinal signs mark the beginning of the four seasons and the desire to move and initiate. So they're very self-orientated and they have a desire to act and um, begin things, setting them in motion. Okay. So Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, do you relate with that? So so much makes sense. So cardinal sign, what they say with the modes is that you will actually be quite compatible with the signs within your mode. Okay. So Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn will be able to connect on this personal identity level. Totally. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, It gets a little bit more uh, I think it makes a lot more sense when we start talking about fixed and mutable because they can be so different Mm. so the fixed signs are you and Trini Taurus Leo Scorpio and Aquarius interesting the fixed signs mark the peak or the middle of the seasons they are security orientated (laughs) with a desire to stabilize consolidate and mature yeah yeah so fixed signs are very determined they like to persevere they've got strong wills um they can also be very bull-like, taurine, stubborn. stubborn and rigid. Yeah. yeah. Um, the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sag and Pisces. Mm. They mark the end of the seasons mm. and are learning to change, diversify and extend. So mutable signs can be very changeable. Mm. Chameleons, they can kind of adjust and adapt really quickly. Love that. Um, so I think that's why I connect with Virgos so much. Yes. They're an earth sign. So air and earth, we're okay together, but the mutability specifically of Virgos, yes. I really get because they'll adapt and change with me. And you can imagine being a changeable sign in a relationship with a mutable sign and how much that would butt heads. To be Absolutely. Like, you just want to keep moving and changing and I just want to be stable and yeah, so, so fixed. Yeah, fixed and fixed, mutable yeah. can be really... Um, oh, that's so interesting. I want, All of the men I've dated are fixed signs. I'm just looking at it Really? Now. Yeah. yeah. Except the Virgos. Except my beautiful Virgo. Um, yeah, so interesting. So that's one way to look at compatibility again. Okay. And then the last thing, and we touched on it um, in the last episode as well, is the polarity, so the yin and the yang. Yes. Okay. Now, all of this starts to contradict each other, right? Because mm. within the yangs, you've got your fire and air, and within your yins, you've got your earth and water. And fire and air are compatible, yes, but then 
you can also mix your air with your earth and your fire with your water and then your mutables and your cardinals and your figs are it's all mixed like up a melting pot yeah. yeah so it's just stuff to think about guys it's not there's no rules you're not doing it wrong don't look at your relationship and picking apart and be like oh god we're mutable and cardinal cardinal we're screwed no and like to be <laughs> honest with you i know we talked about him last episode but double water double air yeah I definitely wrote a lot of him off based on his chart. Yeah. And I know I gave it a good crack, yeah. but the the amount of water in his chart scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if we looked at mine and Trenny's chart, I'm sure a lot of people would be like, oh, how do you work? Well, what's interesting about your chart is that neither of you have much fire like we spoke about before. But yeah. I think that you guys keep the fire alive in your relationship. Absolutely. I mean, it's been 12 years. Yeah. You know, the spark's there. Yeah. So it's just something to think about. But you did make a point as well, George, um, this morning around someone's sun and then someone's moon. Yeah. So... Remind me to talk about that. Okay. Let's just finish on this polarities cool. thing. So the polarities are the yin and the yang. So the yang um, elements are fire and air, and the yin elements are earth and water. So your yangs are Aries, Gemini, Leo, Libra, Sag, and Aquarius, mm. and your yins are Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, Pisces. So the idea here is not to match with your yang, but to find a yin for your yang and a yang for your yin. Yes. So this is where it gets a bit confusing because fire and air are good together, but they're both yang. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yin, earth and water are good together, but they're both yin. Right. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. So to Holly's point before is there's a lot of talk, and I tend to agree with it just looking at myself as self-experimentation, is... Instead of thinking about your sun and your suns being compatible, is having a look at your moons being compatible and your moon and your suns being compatible. Yes, that okay, because it's to me. your soul and the way you express yourself. Yeah. It's moon and sun, um, and like the essence of who you are. Um, so if I have a look at relationships that have worked. I've matched my moon with their sun, not on purpose. It's just happened like that. Yes. And I felt a real soul connection to them, even though our sun signs together aren't necessarily extremely compatible. compatible. That's so interesting. It's just another way to look at it. Trent's moon is Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your moon? Libra. Yeah. So what's that? Water no, and air. Yeah. It doesn't work. But your fire and water, if balanced out okay, would be okay. And his earth and, and air. air. So interesting. Yeah, I love this stuff. Yeah, so it's just it's just another way of looking at things. I love it, John. If you if you are looking at your chart with your partner and it does seem really incompatible, I just want you to have a think about um, what you can do. Knowing so all of this is about self awareness, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like okay, I know that I'm an air sign, and that can be so fucking frustrating for a lot of different people. Yeah, element or not element. Knowing that I'm like this, not how can I dampen my airness, but like, how can I um, consider it Mm. in the company of others? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. Giving it context. Yeah. Mm. And if I'm with someone who, let's say I fell in love with a water sign, highly unlikely, but let's just say it happens. I hope you do. Knowing that they do everything from their emotional center and that's where they come from. How can I hold that and support that? Yeah, rather than dismiss it because it's different to you. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so that's that's our episode this week. That was fun. That was so much fun. Yeah, so I would I would love to hear about your relationships and your compatibility. Please don't post your chart and your 
husband's chart or your partner's chart. We're not going to be able to look at them. No. But if you want to comment on perhaps a compatibility that works but shouldn't work on paper. So insights that you found. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to hear that. We'd love to hear that. And we'd love to hear your favorite movies too. We have to go soon because we've got something exciting happening in 12 minutes. But Survivor finale. Oh. So I watched Survivor the whole way through. Holly has only watched the last two episodes that I made her watch with me. And she was fucking hooked. Very hooked. Yeah. It was amazing. So Pia Miranda won. Yeah. And not the first girl to win Survivor, but it was having watched it from the beginning, she played such a good game. She went under the radar, but she was still being strategic. She wasn't just flying under the radar. And watching her win and her little face, and she was so shocked and proud of herself, and her kids were so proud her of her. Her husband. Her husband in that challenge, like, get you a man that says, Sweetheart, like while you've been hanging there for six hours, I'm so proud of you. If you want to stop now, I can't. What do you say? I can't be any more proud of you. Any more proud of you? Come on, kiddo, you've got this. Oh my god, my heart. We were both crying. We were like, it's so great that she won. So beautiful. Do you want to throw one more reco out to people? That video that you made me watch. Absolutely. I need to pull it up. This is a little bonus reco right at the end of the episode. Yeah. So I found this video. I didn't find it. It was doing the rounds. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen it as well. This started on Are You OK Day? And a lot of people were sharing it in their stories. And I get kind of, I don't know, flippant about, is that the word? Not flippant. I just can't be bothered to watch things that everyone's sharing. I like to oh do it in God. my own time. Totally same. I'm defiant. Yeah. Uh, And for some reason yesterday, I'm like, no, I'm going to watch this video because mental health is important to me and Mm. I really care about it and everyone's sharing it. It must be good. So it's a video shot by best mates Will and Woody, who are radio hosts and they have a drive home show on Today FM. Kiss. Kiss FM. Kiss FM. And they also host a podcast. Now, Will, I actually don't know who is who. Will. Will has depression and he asks Woody in this video what it's like to be friends and to work closely with someone who has depression so the take and the angle on the conversation is actually around the friends and the loved ones who are experiencing their friends mental illness mm. watch the video oh my, my loves God. i'm going to put it in the facey group it is incredibly moving it is so touching it's such an important conversation to be had and these men I am like so in love with so beautiful I, there is for me there is nothing more special than watching two men hug like honestly it just brings me to tears every time yeah hug and cry yeah it was so beautiful to watch it's beautifully done and I think it's incredibly moving and something that we could also share with our, the men in our life yeah uh, to let them know that it's okay to not be okay you've been listening to The Middle with your host Holly as a party and your Dana Levine join our Facebook group just search The Middle Podcast Show and follow us on Instagram at the underscore